Welcome to Finding Your Superpowers with me, Kanitha Amor Porter. I am your host. I am, I know I always say I'm excited for my guests, but I have amazing guests, and that is why I'm always excited um, to share them with you and so you can hear more about them and who they are. So I have my guest, it's Erin Schnudy, right? And um, let me tell you, she is just simply amazing. So she is the founder of Bed and Breakfast. Doesn't that name sound cute? It is. It's just as cute as it sounds. She does boutique of dog boarding and she does so many other things. But I'm so excited for you to be my guest today. Welcome, Erin. Hi, it's great to be here. I'm always excited when I hear about more podcasts for coming from you. Perfect oh. fodder for my walking. Get it in my ears and listen to all oh. the good news. Well, thank you, ma'am. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to let Erin talk a little bit about, because she does so much. I'm going to let her talk about a little bit about some of the things that she does. But let me tell you, we have a dog. I was never a dog person until we got uh, our COVID dog, right? Everybody got puppies during COVID. And his name is T'Challa. Everybody's obsessed with him. My, my kids said that, that he's their sibling. They talk to him and reference him as a sibling. And so when we were going out of town, they were like, who's keeping Chala? And so Aaron is the only person who was allowed to keep him when we're out of town. <laughs> so she is amazing at what she does. All right, Aaron, tell us all the other things that you do. Oh, well, thank you so much for that. We love having T'Challa here. I feel like my girls probably in the back are going to start making noises if they recognize you. <laughs> They'll be excited <laughs> about that. Um, but yeah, the bed and breakfast kind of birthed itself out of a need kind of like yours where people were a little bit sick of kennels. Dogs were coming mm -hmm. home stressed, injured. Um, they didn't really know what they were getting. Kennels can be great for certain dogs, but especially after COVID with dogs being so used to people time, uh, people are really, really looking for something else for their pups. Um, and I didn't just stop there because I am also a dog mom. And I saw that as we build the, this community of folks who can watch dogs safely, we now have uh, six residential houses where we board dogs. That's awesome. Um, we've got a couple more teachers who come on seasonally. So they'll watch dogs in their house when they're not in the classroom. And we're just finding ways to allow people who love dogs, who are going to be able to confidently take care of them, uh, bring dogs into their houses and fill this need for people who don't want to send their dog to a crowded kennel. They want their dogs to be loved on and part of a family. Uh, we also do lots of events, so we will do group hikes, so any dogs who are working on training goals, you know, we do, we do walks all together um, where we're working on neutrality and leash skills. We have just recently launched our DOGA series, so every quarter we're doing, a, just as it sounds, dogs and yoga classes. Yeah. We loved having you out at that first one. Oh, um, great trying to keep dog owners happy, connected, and really getting the most out of their relationship with their dog. I know if they're looking for something like what we provide, a little bit of a uh, boutique option for boarding, they're also mm -hmm. looking to have the best relationship with their dogs. So we try and just build each other up and be a community of dog moms and dog dads too. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, dog yoga, I was like, Chala is going to be all over the place. And you were like, no, he's not. Don't speak that up. <laughs> but it was really great. And it allowed us to bond. 
Um, and so I, I love that. I can't wait to wear my, our, my schedule permits me to come to another one. So yes, you heard it. Don't knock it until you try it. Make sure that you look, we'll have all the information, um, at the end of this, um, and the notes in this podcast. So you'll be able to not only follow her, but see all the different events she has coming up. And I tell you, um, they're so specific that they will match your dog to the home. So you do like an interview process that we even had to go through to say, does T'Challa mince or match with the dogs that are already in the home? And so I love that too, because you want to do personality steps. You know, that's what I'm all about is personality types, right? Right. (laughs) And so you even do that with the dogs. And so you want to, and you're making sure that it's such a good fit. And so it it just makes me as a dog mom feel that much better. I love that. And yeah, I do think there's a lot of correlation there. My background is in nannying. So like really being specific to an individual need is important. And yeah, T'Challa needed to hang out with my girls because they're all three and under and want to play, play, play like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Uh, What I do every episode is I ask three questions. And um The first question is, what do you feel is your God-given superpower? So this is something that just comes naturally to you. You didn't learn it in a training or anything. It's just something that you're able to do. You don't know how you're able to do it. What would you say that is, Erin? So the first thing that came to mind, and I think that it crosses over into why I love caring for dogs and kids, is I am very good at anticipating people's needs and being able to take a hand and hold them through a process. Um, I remember stories that my mom like retold me that when I was in elementary school, I got seated at the um, academically low table and she was a little confused. She was like, you know, if she's struggling, I'm a teacher, I'd love to get her an extra after school things. I just noticed that she got placed here. And the teacher said, no, I'm I'm sorry, Uh, you're misunderstanding. She's actually the only one who can help these students get their homework done better. So my students are doing better when I place them near Erin, who just does her own work and then wants to help other people. And there's something about that that just like has always been there for me. I, it can definitely be a superpower when I use it well and have boundaries, which I know you know. Yes. <laughs> that comes in later with like learning skills. But mm-hmm. I just have a way of kind of being able to read, this is what the dog needs or this dog is getting anxious or this child needs to, you know, go outside for a little bit and get out of their headspace. Um, seeing past what maybe like a scream or a bark sounds like on the surface and trying to get mm. to the problems with people and dogs, mostly kids and dogs. <laughs> I love that. Um, it's so funny that you say that because for one, I applaud that teacher who did that because for one, she was able to kind of see in you that you were a helper. And in, and I know that sometimes teachers will be like, you're, you're, you're distracting everyone else. Just sit down and be, be, stay, be still and, you know, don't do anything. And so she was like, no, I see that skill and let me use that to help, to help me. Right. And so kudos to that teacher. And yeah, I love Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Miss Patterson. <laughs> Um, and so I love that. And then I love that you're able to look past the screams. You know, I was um, talking to someone the other day and we were talking about how we put our kids in a box and their gifts, they may be outliers, right? So there may be people who do things differently and express themselves differently. And we're like, no, 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 be like this. Right. 
And sometimes they're taking away some of their their own superpower, but instead of curtailing it or controlling it. And I love the fact that you say like you can look past the outbreak or the bark and say, okay, this is what that person needs. And so yeah. I wish that we had more skills like that as parents. Yeah, I think it's super helpful for anyone who's a caretaker to just see not a problem behavior, but the that behavior is indicating a problem your child or dog has. And so working from the opposite direction, just like you've worked so hard with your kids to really understand where those things are coming from instead of just, you know, getting the ruler out and slapping a wrist, so to speak. Right. Yeah, because that never worked in the in the <laughs> long run. Yeah, that never worked. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, I love that. I, that's, and I haven't heard anyone say that for in particular. So look at you, Miss Unique, Miss Erin, the only one. <laughs> I love that. I love being um, one of a kind. <laughs> right? Yes, you are. You are. Okay. So the second one is what superpowers do you have from learning and, and training? Um, something that you were able to not only learn or train about, but then you're able to make it your own. So I feel like the fact that my superpower was to be able to see what someone needs, I really had to learn how to lead them to their solutions instead of always being a fixer. Um, so for mm -hmm. me, a lot of that was learning boundaries, you know, especially the older you get, 15 to 20 to 25 to 30, you're, you're constantly learning more and more about what boundaries need to look like. Um, and I would say, especially after 25, I really learned a lot about leadership and the fact that I can see those needs. I think I'm able to be more effective with people if I lead them to the solutions they're looking for. Um, I've learned that from dogs. I've learned that from all sorts of things. But like, for instance, if you've got a group of dogs that are going a little restless, a little crazy, um, there's nothing as good as you finding your own calm, your own mindful moment, put them on, putting them all on a leash and leading them on a walk till everyone settles and gets onto your page with you. And instead of just like hoping that people will listen to, oh, no, no, you can fix this. You can do this. You can do this. Mm -hmm. um, finding those people who are ready to learn and ready to go to those next steps and actually realizing that I'm supposed to be a leader, um, which I think can be tricky if you grow up as an introvert, because yeah. you, you have a lot of thoughts on what being a leader means as a quiet or shy person, which I wish the word shy wasn't put on a lot of kids, even if they are quiet and introverted. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, leadership, I'm still developing, but I would say that's the biggest one that I'm growing as my superpower in the past couple of years, especially. I love that you say that. Um, growing up and I'm extroverted, I still didn't feel like I was a leader, right? I just, you know, you in my mind, leadership was you know, you, you walk in a room, you take control, you say, you do this, 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 this. And I thought my older sister was more of a leader because she was like that with us. Like, I'm telling you what to do. I'm your sister. You listen. Right. And it's so funny that leadership comes in different types of forms. Um, and so I'm glad that you said that. Cause so whoever's listening out there, you may be a leader, right? even though you don't think that's what leadership is. But if you have a way to influence others to do great things or to do things better than they were doing them, you're a leader. It doesn't have to be huge. Now I'll tell you this, most of the pastors I know, um, most of the speakers, authors, um, actresses or actors, I should say, because men and women, a lot of them are introverted. Did you know that? 
I've been learning that more and more. That's so wild to me because we do paint. I think we put our own um, twist on what we can and can't do based on what we perceive as an introvert uh, versus like, I love that you kind of come at superpowers as a more holistic thing. And it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, learn what your type is and your, your love language and this, and then what does that mean as an individual? But yeah, it's wild to me how many people are truly introverted when I was kind of like, nah, that's not going to be for me. Can't do that. And I think that, I don't know if you're double introverted. Like, I think you're introverted, extroverted. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, good. I'm definitely yeah. not double. So you can definitely, I loved it when you, when you spoke in front of our group, you did an amazing job. Anytime I see you talk about your business um, and what it is that you do, you captivate a room. So I can see it all day long. I think but- that's why it's important that we learn that it's a skill set and it's not mm-hmm. just, you know, some people may be more naturally charismatic or captivating or all of those things. But if you have a goal to be a leader in certain things, whether that's as a pastor or a business leader or mm-hmm. even an Instagram influencer, those are skills that you can choose to intentionally get better at. Because I definitely, even probably about a year before I met you, I was not nearly as good about talking about my business as I am now. And in the years I've known you, you now know I can't shut up about it. And usually in a way that's captivating and conversational, but it definitely took learning to get to that point. Right. And I think that when you are walking in your purpose, it allows you to be able to be more bold than if you're not sure of what you're doing or you're doing something that you really don't like or feel like it's your purpose yeah well and a little shout out again to you finding your people who um support that and like having connected with other women who also have big goals and big dreams through the amora women events it's super helpful to see that you're not the only one who wants to go bigger be bigger and work on yourself right i love that i love the fact that and thank you by the way um but i love the fact that who wants to be successful but lonely, right? I feel like, you know, um, I don't want to be that person who's successful and can afford to do all these different things. And I'm only around people who I have to pay for it to come. You know what I mean? It's like, you want to be around people who you're like, hey, let's do this. And they're like, oh, let's look, let's go to Europe. I'm I'm putting a little drop for later on. I am and so then, in. <laughs> right? And then, and then everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah. But I love not only to be able to do that, but to see our journeys and to look back and say, oh my goodness, remember when we were doing this and, and not believing in ourselves or not doing certain things that we are able to do today. Like, I don't want to be lonely. I want to be on this ride with other women who are doing it and um, looking back and seeing all of our success and all the things that we're able to do together. Yeah, so absolutely. thank you for being a part of my community. I love it. I, what is it that uh, TikTok's liking to say a lot right now is um, community over competition. And I think that that's where, where you get those, like you have that community while you're all trying to win. Yes, exactly. And helping each other win, right? Yeah. So, yep, I love that. Yay. Hey, look. Our Superpower Series class is getting ready to start, and we want to see you there. I have been able to help so many women find their superpower and help them have better relationships to understand and know themselves better and to be able to take things in their lives that they always saw as a negative and take that and turn it around 
into a positive and what they're able to use to this very day as a superpower. I can teach you to do all of that and much, much more. You're worth it. Make sure that you go ahead and register for the class. So um, I think I know what your answer is going to be for this one, or at least one of them, but you tell me. Um, <laughs> I might learn something about myself if you've got a good answer that I didn't come up with. <laughs> okay, so tell me what your superpower is by overcoming adversity, some difficult times in your life. So that one was very interesting to me. It kind of threw a wrench into what I wanted to say about the other superpowers, because when mm -hmm. I actually started thinking about it, it's hard to truly tear apart at the things that you've learned because of what you've gone through versus mm -hmm. what you truly were at the start or what you had to work on, because they do kind of intertwine at a certain point. They do. Um, so my story was I was planning to be a doctor. I graduated high school early. Um, I moved out and was going to get a, you know, either chiropractic or OT or some sort of doctorate. And I had my whole life planned one way and ended up rather than going to medical school, ended up in medical debt and just at a really low, low with no insurance, no nothing, ended up with no place to live and having to move back to my parents, um, feeling defeated when I was young. And I learned from that, that there is no low that's too low when you have a community, when you know who you are, when your faith mm -hmm. is solid and you just, you realize that you've always heard that you can make it through anything, but you have to do it. It makes little challenges feel smaller. So I, I definitely learned that I really can persevere through so many things. I can also lean back and rest and have a community around me that helps me get to the place where I can fight another day. Um, and I learned that there is no one path or one right way to do things. If you find yourself getting pressed down, pushed down, feeling like the whole world's falling apart, um, you, you can take that shift in life and allow it to continue to grow you um, so perseverance through all of that makes me feel like, oh, I can have a big dream because I went through all of this and came out knowing who I was, who I'm supposed to be and who I'm called to be. So why can't I now use that when I want to save the world through watching dogs? It, it makes right. me feel way more empowered having, I, I don't wish the bad things on anyone, but if you get through mm -hmm. them with your community and with your faith and with your sense of self intact, you, you feel a little bit unstoppable. I mean, you, you basically are right. When you have that, um, you are, I've been through some low, low parts in my life and you're, you're right. My faith in God, my community. Um, I always knew I had, and, and I know everyone doesn't have this. Everyone doesn't have a community. Um, but what I suggest for people do is to find a community. It doesn't always have to be your family because some people don't have that. But I, I was a person who moved to Maryland when I was a single mom of four kids and didn't know anyone there. And I built a huge community there. Right. And it was like family. We still, I've been living back in Michigan for nine years. We still talk. We still share things. They're still excited. Like, oh my goodness, I can't believe your kids are, you know, have grown so much, um, but you can build it, right? And if you don't know how to build a healthy community, um, it's okay. Step out of your, your bubble, find a community that you want to be a part of, 
And believe you me, if it's a healthy community, people will walk alongside you and help you through that process. And I love that point of finding a healthy community because we don't always know the red flags or know exactly what to look for in that. So it is a process. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely blessed that my family is a great community, but you do find those other people too that not, you know, actual relations who become a part of that tribe and a part of that journey and the the lifelong ones as opposed to the seasonal ones are pretty incredible yeah definitely I love that yeah well see I didn't think that's what you were going to talk about but um it now I have to know what my other answer should be (laughs) I was just saying how you were able to overcome like a lot of like the illnesses and stuff that you had right um through for one, holistic um, healing, right? And yeah. um, and just really be on it. I love the fact that you're so like, nope, I can't do this. Or you're, because I am, I'm not celiac. Are you celiac? Yeah. Okay, so you are celiac. But I'm not supposed to eat gluten. Have you ever eaten gluten? I, my dad thought I was gluten, needed to be gluten-free at about 13, but don't tell a 13 year old to stop eating gluten, <laughs> and especially not if you're just dad. Um, but right. I went gluten free, I think by 17. And once okay. the, I mean, it was drastic, drastic changes. It, there was no turning back once I went gluten free. So it's okay. been most of my life. Okay. That's awesome. I am, I'm not celiac, but I have an irritation to gluten. And I tell you, try to tell a 47 year old not to eat. I've been yeah. doing it so long. It's so hard, but I love the fact that you're like, nope. Oh, or you'll bring snacks or you do different things to make sure that you you're taking care of you. You're not uh, tempted by anything and, and that your health overall is the most important. So I love that. Well, it's funny you say that. Cause I've definitely had health issues my whole life. And I, in some ways feel like they, contributed to those early on caretaker things. And I wasn't quite sure how to word that, but like, for instance, part of my health journey, I was actually hard of hearing until I was 21 and it was supplements and things that were helping with a different autoimmune thing where my hearing came back. Cause it turned out that it was like an infection in the inner tubes. We weren't trying to fix my hearing. I'd had tons of surgeries to try and fix it. Um, and it was, I, I was always, uh, my mom was always pushing doctors to test me on hearing because I was good at lip reading. I was good at reading body language. I didn't come across like I had a 40 to 50% hearing loss. Mm-hmm. And so part of me wonders, cause I can't go far enough back. Like how much of my reading people was because I couldn't hear well when I was young. So I didn't really rely on verbal language nearly as much as most people do. So I, I didn't even really know how to litter it in because it's been my whole life and it definitely is a part of who I am in my journey. But like, it's so hard to pick which pieces come from which part of your life. I love that. Um, and an episode we did with Cairo, we talked about how communication is more than just verbal. So much of it is body language and gestures. And, and so if we stand back and we're able to see that we can see the full picture. Cause I was talking about my, um, my father-in-law who had a stroke, well, his, he's not fully back to uh, verbalizing how he, he would like to. But I said, I can't really understand what he's saying, but I can because I look at his gestures and what he's doing. And then I'm like, oh, da, da, da. He's like, yeah, right. And so I love that you say that. And that when we lack something, it's always to enhance something else. Yeah. 
you know that so was, you was meant to destroy will be turned to good and like it took me a long time because I <laughs> thought being hard of hearing happened to me. I'm like, this is why it's hard to make friends. This is why, it, you know, whatever school age, especially middle school, because you know, you're hard on yourself in middle school. Things yeah. I always felt like it happened to me. And then sometime before my hearing went back, I was like, wait, no, I can lip read across a room. And like my aunts all know they can mouth something to me. And it's, it's kind of cool that I can do that. If the TV's off, I can still tell you what's happening on the screen. And yeah. uh, I lost some of my lip reading, but I'm still pretty good. And I love how much I can communicate with dogs, kids, people just through mm -hmm. being more observant on body language and um, I worked a lot with special needs kids, especially when I was living out in Texas. Uh, that was the point of medical school when I thought that was the plan. And okay. working with people who are mute or speak with a computer or um, have various ways of talking, I really did feel like I had a superpower because I didn't need to have them speak clearly or um, normally, whatever that means, to be able right. to really create awesome connections that, you know, made an impact for my whole life. Oh, I love that. See, I love that. And I love that you you quoted that verse because it is so true. I feel the same way. That's even with my dyslexic, um, being dyslexic, it taught me workarounds, right? I never let anything stop me. I just, it's like a puzzle and I got to figure it out a different way. Um, so yeah, it, it, it happened for me, not to me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it can feel awful in the moment. And there's certain things you'll never wish on anybody to yeah. ever have to go through it, but it definitely can be used and turned into so many more beautiful things that you don't even expect to be yeah. coming. I love that we talked about this because so if anyone out there, you know, have a learning disability or is partially deaf or have any something that they don't have the full use of, um, just look at, instead of looking at why did this happen to me? Oh, woe is me. Look at some of the cool things that you're able to do because of that. So that's what our challenge is to you. Um, yeah, as you absolutely. Right? As you listen to this podcast, man, this is so great. And I'm glad because at first I was like, well, no, I'm not going to tell her because it was totally different than what she said. But I'm glad <laughs> no, I love her to help me learn even more about myself. I want to add one thing to your challenge. If someone out there is struggling to figure out what that good thing is ask somebody who loves you what they think that superpower is because sometimes it's hard to get it when you're like still in the midst of not seeing your own strengths so yeah. you can't think of one off the top of your head ask a couple loved ones hey what do you think you know i've gained from having you know this different story right and if you're an extrovert call them ask them when you're face to face if you're an introvert send them a text <laughs> i didn't even think about calling them <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that. Oh man, you know, we are so powerful. And that's one of the reasons why God kept on putting it on my heart to do this because my story and how I'm doing trainings and stuff to help others um, is great. But there's so many other stories, like listen to your story. Um, and they're able to listen to other people's stories to be able to help them to kind of see different sides of things. So I'm so grateful that you decided to be my guest today. And also Erin is one of our board members for my foundation. Um, and so I'm super excited that she's a part of that. And we're going to do some fun things this year. Uh, we will have all of her information because you, if you are in the Metro Detroit area, 
for now, because um, I'm saying you're going to go like global, like it's going to be everywhere. Um, but if you're okay. right now, <laughs> if you're in this area um, and you're looking for places to send your dog that are safe, that they'll be loved, they're not in a kennel all day by themselves, they'll be a part of the family, definitely contact her. And if you are looking to do something, you love dogs and you're looking to bring in some extra income, am I saying this correctly? Yes, ma'am. All right, make sure you contact her too because they're always looking for host homes and uh, and being a part of her community will be amazing for you. So. Thank you so much, Erin. I appreciate you being here with us today. And until next time, we hope that you find your superpowers.